Joining us right now on the Roman guest line is Thor Nystrom of NBC Sports Edge, here to talk about the college football playoffs and, of course, some other bowl games and things of that nature. Thor, I know you're watching this 56-yard attempt from Tennessee, and please tell me and the people what side you're on. I'm on the Tennessee side, negative five, so I'm hoping this game goes to overtime. I'm watching the same thing. We We want McGrath to go out here and shank it. Just off the side of his foot, please miss this. We want overtime. 56 yards. Why do you even trust him? I think his longest is a 54, though, so he has the leg. Also, if you've been watching this game, the turf has been so bad. The turf has been crazy bad. Um, Guys are slipping all over the place. I'm not saying I'm hoping that the kicker just plants one of those soccer cleats wrong and just slips. No injury, of course, and misses this thing. But um, this is the trans-perfect Music City Bowl. Thor, we're sweating this out together. I hope we can get to this kick before I have to waste any more time having you on the line. Um, oh, Thor. All right, here we go. Thor, um, while we're talking. to throw a banana peel on the, onto the field <laughs> so he misses that, yeah, to this, be honest. Like, let's just sacrifice. This is, this is, we have to do yeah. this. We need this. If you're not going to cover, just lose the game. Like, I'd rather Purdue just win outright. This is sick. This is we take- need overtime. We want free football for America. Exactly. We need that woman from Ace Ventura to come in and just tackle him. <laughs> Do you have you seen Ace Ventura? That's another white movie. I, I've, seen, the, I've seen, seen a clip of that on Twitter. That's that's <laughs> as that's as far as that goes. Chase McGrath is two for four on kicks of this distance or longer this year. I want to say uh, his longest was not fifty four. It's fifty two. If I see him warm up one more time, just kick the ball. Ice him. Yeah, kick it. My goodness. Um. He keeps touching this little. Come on now, just get get your hands off your jersey, off your pads. It's not his fault. They're all the, they're t- they're taking all this timeout time. Okay, he's Thor. like Molly Shannon in that one movie, Superstar. Yeah, exactly. Another white movie that Quentin's never seen. <laughs> yes, no shot. I know that. Like, if start let's start talking like Chris Rock movies, and I might be. Thor, we're, we have a new segment in the fourth hour. It's called um, it's called White Notes. It's like Spark Notes, but for white movies that Quentin's never seen. Yeah, I like it. I should be on. I should be on that. I, I and I've should. also seen all the Chris Rock movies, including his most recent, The Spiral, the the Saw movie. I saw that tremendous. Oh, I heard that oh, you liked it. It looked terrible from the preview. That's why it. I actually stayed away. But now that Thor, you tell me it's good. I have to go check it out. Chris now. Rock pre veneers or post veneers? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which Either one do you prefer? Which one do you prefer? Pre veneers or post veneers? I, I stand Chris Rock forever, either way. I think it's pre. Both I think pre-veneers, he was better. Are you on this Pitt-Michigan State game, Thor, real quick before the kick? Yeah, for sure I am. I, I'm i on Pitt in that one. I'm sort of surprised that the line went up like a point overnight, but I'm still on Pitt. Same. And here they're looking go. to score a touch in here. Uh, the kick oh, is not even close. Let's go! And in Let's the same go! breath, in the same breath, we get a missed field goal and a Pitt touchdown. Oh, wow. The incredible wow. has happened here. Pitt Let's scores a go. touchdown. The quarterback looks like he is very shaken up, though. Oh, he looks like he is going through it. But they're going to call Patty the, is? Nick Patty, yes. Just had a 16-yard oh, no. touchdown rush. Um, He's really good. He dove in there. His best Taylor Heineke impersonation. He's looking like he's holding the collarbone. He scored a touchdown, and now it's 7-6. All right, we're going to overtime at Tennessee and Purdue. And Thor, thanks for joining the show. Let's talk about these games tomorrow. Um, yeah. And I know you bet pretty much everything. You are a true degenerate, degenerate so it's always yeah. good to talk to you. Um, Rutgers-Wake Forest is going to be the, the one that tops off our morning at 11 o'clock. Rutgers is a 16.5 point favorite. I know it's a large spread. Some bowl games, I think I saw a stat here about double-digit favorites uh, in these bowl games have not covered this year or something like that. I, I can't remember where I saw that at, but Wake Forest, 16.5. Do you have any play in this game on the side or the total? 
Yeah, the the ones that I'm sort it's sort of evoking is like Fresno State was sort of in this range. We we've seen a couple of the other ones, but th- this one's different in that you you have a yes. late replacement. With, yeah. You know, j- just the unprecedented thing. And then Rutgers has such a terrible offense, and also yeah. Shiano wouldn't tell us who had opted out of that game beforehand. I I would be very surprised if he has you know I mean even ninety you know five percent of his roster that showed up. So I for me it's it's Wake Forest minus fifteen. I I could not bet Rutgers in the spot. Yeah, I took uh, Wake Forest minus 16 and a half as well. Did a little breakdown on that and was like, mm. wow, Rutgers does not score and they don't know how to stop anything through the air. And that's all that Wake Forest does. Um, so tell me about, so my main question is we talked a lot of people about this Cotton Bowl, right? Like I think everyone believes that Luke Fickle is going to be conservative in this spot. The more I think about it, the more I'm wondering whether that's true. How do you think Cincinnati and Luke Fickle is going to is, is going to coach in this game? Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, he's going to try to not lose it in the first half. I mean, did he try not to lose it when they controlled the entire ball game last year against Georgia? And Georgia had just as much of his personnel as, as Cincinnati did that was out in that game. Cincinnati had two All-Americans that weren't playing in that game, as well as their starting running back. And their best offensive lineman got ejected in the first half, James Hudson. They should have won that game. I mean, they were a 54-yard field goal at the gun away from uh, potentially winning that game against Georgia. And then this year, they go into South Bend. That, that was one of the most difficult regular season scheduled games that anyone had all season. They go in there. Did they appear scared to anyone in that game? No. Like I, Some of these narratives around Cincinnati, I just don't understand. And, and when you look at their roster and, and everything like that, just by position, they are as big, as physical, and as athletic as any Big Ten or SEC team. I like Cincinnati not only to cover in that game, I like Cincinnati to beat Alabama. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Thor. I just, now, I just tweeted everybody to come join the show and listen to you. I called you the master, okay? I haven't called anybody that. I said the, I said the master, the legend, the guru is joining. You're telling me you're on Cincy to beat Alabama outright? What's the money line on that? I'm on, I'm on Cincinnati to beat Alabama outright. I like the way that they Plus match up against Alabama just in a vacuum. You take out John Mechie and you take out Josh Job, the, the wide receiver one and the cornerback one on Alabama. I, I think it even becomes more pronounced so. For, for Cincinnati, Cincinnati's weaknesses are not things that Alabama can exploit. And on the other side, you, you can see that for Cincinnati's side. For instance, Alabama, a poor rushing team. It's, it's the reason they went out and got Jameer Gibbs in the lead-up to this game. I mean, of course, Nick Saban's been you know concentrating 1,000% on this uh, on this game. But he went out and signed Jameer Gibbs, the top running back in the transfer portal. He also signed Eli Ricks the top cornerback in the transfer portal. Those are two areas of the game where Alabama struggles. And if you can completely take away Alabama's running game, we saw this when, when they played Auburn, you can take down that whole offense. I know that, that Bryce Young is awesome, but when they don't have a running game and Alabama becomes super predictable, you can take away the passing game too. And by the way, just to remind you guys again, John Mechie, his number one receiver, is not playing in this game. And then on the other side, Alabama had issues in pass defense before. That's even when you were at full strength with Josh Job. That that's why they went out and they got Eli Ricks in the lead up to this game for for next season. Eli Ricks is a guy who was a, a projected first round pick coming into this year. Now you don't have Josh Job, and and so everyone else has to jump up. At like that that kid Kool Aid McKinnistry is going to be starting in this game. You know, a, a guy who was just a curiosity because of his name. You know, c- coming into this year, I. 
I like the way that Cincinnati matches up, and I think those two losses for, for Alabama are going to prove to be very big. You don't think this time that Saban has had, though, like we saw what happened with all the, the, the drama and the narrative that surrounded Saban going up against Georgia. Like the, he was an underdog, this, that, and the third. But you don't think now this extra time with Saban and this team – you're allowing a Hall of Fame quarterback to kind of, I mean, coach to figure some things out against the Cincinnati team. I'm not saying they're just going to be happy to be there. I think they're going to go out there and fight. But I, I expect this offense of Cincinnati to be faced with some looks and some things from this defense. I forget, The offense, I get your point on that. But this defense from Alabama is still top 10 in the nation. Like, how is Cincinnati's offense going to match with that? I know you like the air, you, you can, you can, there are some opportunities to be had through the air. But at the end of the day, if your quarterback is not on go, on every single pass against the secondary, you're going to have to hand the ball off. And that rushing defense is not just one to be looked over. Well, yes, the Alabama rushing defense is very good. The pass defense, though, is where I, I think that they could struggle. The other thing is, the, the thing that you want to do against Cincinnati's offense, you can let them move the ball up until about the 50-yard line or so. As, as long as when you when they get to your side of the field, you can force them into field goal uh, opportunities because uh, Cincinnati is ranked 130th in the nation out of 130 in field goals per it, it points per field goal attempt, basically like field goal value. Cincinnati's kicking game stinks. But Alabama's defense is, like, ranked in the 80s in terms of finishing drives. Mm -hmm. So, so like, wherever you see the weaknesses with Cincinnati, you look across the other way, and Alabama is not equipped to take advantage of that. For, for me, sort of across the board, and that's why with my handicap, it wasn't just taking Cincinnati with the points. Like I said, I also like Cincinnati to win. You know, not in a blowout or anything, but I do think that they're going to win a close game. I do expect a close game, and I think that Cincinnati is going to be able to grind out a win that they were not able to grind out against Georgia last year. But that this year, with the experience, they'll be able to do. But, but um, um, I, I was going to mention one other thing, which is just, you know, you talk a lot about that Alabama and, and, and Georgia game. One thing that we don't hear as much about is that Georgia had no motivation to win that game because they didn't need to. They were going to be into the playoff either way. So I, I think that bears mentioning as well as far as Alabama being. Thor, no, Thor, no, no motivation, Thor. It's Bama. Like, I, I think you like when we look at motivation, Thor, it's like, okay, but we're talking about it's Nick Saban in Alabama. Like, I can't imagine he went in there against Alabama after all the teams that they have beat and said, we don't have much, but we're, we're in the college football playoffs. We can take it's Bama. Come on, Thor. Thor, Thor. Not 100%, though. For, for me, no. Like, if you did, if, if it was 1,000% back to the wall in that game and you had to win it, we would have seen JT Daniels. I promise you we would have mm. seen JT Daniels. In the same way that we saw Tua Tagovailoa when, you know, when Hurts was struggling in the first half against Georgia a couple years ago in the title game, in my opinion, I, I think we would have seen a bench ring. Thor, Desmond Ritter, I feel like, is kind of being slept on. Like, nobody's really talking about him as being yep. uh, an important piece. People forget he was recruited by Zach Taylor when he was still OC at Cincinnati in 2016 who had all and he thought he had all the tools to play in the NFL he's now a senior tons of experience everyone's looking at Bryce Hall but do you think Ritter is the real key to this matchup for sure I mean you know because he is the one who is going up against Alabama's big big weakness on defense and, and I completely agree with what Mr. Mayo is saying about the Alabama run defense I, I think where you have to get them is in the passing game and specifically deep so so Ritter you know, not only can he give you a little bit more of an element in, in the run game, at least not to make you one-handed, because otherwise it would just be Jerome Ford, the, the former Alabama kid. They'd just be able to shut his lights down. But the bigger thing, it's going to be Ritter as a passer, and specifically down 
downfield. He needs to hit those downfield shots. And you guys know that, that Alabama over the years, with Nick Saban, one of the very few things that they've had issues with, it's with dual threat quarterbacks that can get outside of the pocket, extend plays, and, and hit throws downfield. That is one thing that Desmond Ritter can do better than just about anybody in the nation. Thor, let's talk about this Orange Bowl Friday, Miami. Um, I know we have like 30, 60, a little over 60 seconds, so we got to keep it short. Georgia, seven and a half point favorite in this game against Michigan. Are you going to go with back-to-back upsets in these bowl games, or are you going to say Georgia's had some time to sit on that loss and they're going to come out here and beat Michigan, who is very good, by the way, very hungry as well? I, I, yes, I, I agree with that. I, this one is a little bit closer for me as far as what the spread goes. I, I, I'm going to go with Michigan on, on, on the spread, but for, for me, I'm, I'm going to take a Georgia close win here and, and a rematch in the national title game of Georgia against Cincinnati. I, I think that Georgia and Michigan are just so similar and, and you know, in, in the ways that they play and everything like that, run first teams that are defensive dominated. But I, I think that Georgia is slightly better, even though I can see that I, I think Michigan is actually better than than their rate stats and their season stats overall, just because of the way that they were playing better at the end of the season. I, I also like how, how Michigan played very strong against Thor, the team Thor, that plays. Wanna, Thor, you want to join us for another segment? I want to hear more of what you think about this game. I don't think we've had enough of your insight for the Orange Bowl. Done. Done. All right. Done and done. That's Thor Nystrom going to join us. And he just joined us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Thor, as a Tennessee backer, a fellow Tennessee backer, how do you feel about what you just saw? Am I allowed to swear? You are not, but I, w- I wish you were. I'm glad. Thank you for um, asking, by the way. Yeah, that was freaking uh, bull crap. Yes. I was cussing <laughs> all throughout the break. Lots of F-bombs, lots of <laughs> C-bombs. See you next Tuesdays. These refs, like it's getting, I think, let me ask you this. This is totally unrelated to what we were going to talk about which is the Orange Bowl. But, like, as as sports betting becomes completely normalized and everyone is allowed and there is a blurring of the lines between what is acceptable and for who it is acceptable for, meaning you've got people within NBA ranks who may be borderline able to bet, NFL ranks, college football ranks, people within the organizations or within the, I guess, the ether of that. Like, how, like, to me, I'm just like, these refs are obvious have money on the game. Like, how much more shenanigans do you think we're going to see as sports betting gets normalized? Well, I, to your point, you need to watch it much closer going forward. Like, the Tim Donahue stuff and stuff like that, that's when, when sports betting had not reached. I mean, it, like, it was illegal back then. And it, it, not just that it hadn't reached scale, like, it's going to. And so I, I think that is something that needs to be monitored. Absolutely. Uh, Thor, back to this discussion. Um, of course, we're talking about Michigan against, um, wow, Alabama. No, Michi- Michigan, Michigan against Georgia. Georgia. Yes. He's in a bad state. The spread is seven and a half. Can you continue what you were saying about um, you know that that matchup before we had to cut you a little short there before the break? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I think the teams play similar, and and I, you know I, I'm sort of by you. You know, as far as Michigan goes, that they dominated Iowa, which is a team that's you know basically just a poor man's Georgia or whatever. So I, I think we've seen that they can play with teams like that. Those aren't the teams that have given Michigan a ton of problems. But then you know also when you're handicapping it, it's also sort of like 
these teams are very similar, Georgia and Michigan. And I happen to think that Georgia is the more talented and the better team. And I also happen to, to think, you know, what I told you before, which is that, that Georgia, that the, their loss to Alabama, some of that I, I think had to do with a lack of not 1,000% needing that game. It, it's not that they went in and, and didn't want to win it. It's just that they didn't 1,000% need to do it where it's like the whole kitchen sink or whatever. So for, for me, I'm going with Georgia to win the game in a very close game where Michigan covers Thor, as good as Georgia's defense has been all year, and they really haven't faced an offensive line as good as Michigan's has been, especially late in the year. Wolverines ran for 300 yards against Ohio State. Uh, Do you see Michigan having success running the ball against Georgia, given how good Georgia's defense has been? It's it's one of the great strength on strength matchups that we're going to see of any game um, in bowl season this any game period this season it, it, it's that Michigan run offense against Georgia's run defense it, it's it's a hammer against hammers sort of a thing um, I, you know I, I think you know to your point Michigan's offensive line is is very very good and Haskins has been grinding you know those runs away in the middle very effectively, even against Iowa, which Iowa has like, you know, I think number seven in the nation in yards per carry allowed. And they were something like number 10 or number 11 in terms of rushing yards per game allowed as well, even after the Michigan game and and, and Michigan obviously shredded them. So we we do know that Michigan is able to move the ball um, on good run defenses, but now you're facing the best one. So it's like you have the trump card on the one side, the trump card on the other side. In some ways, that's going to decide not only the game, but who, who covers this this game as well. As, as a quick follow-up, the last two teams Georgia played where they couldn't actually pressure the quarterback much was uh, Tennessee and Alabama. Tennessee had 332 yards passing. Alabama had 421 yards passing. If they can't bring pressure, do you think Cade McNamara is going to feast? Well, I, I think – what you're concerned about there, it's on those play action shots. And so to your point, that's where you need that edge pressure coming in because those plays take a little bit longer to develop. And that's where Michigan's getting a good chunk of their passing yards when the running game is humming. So absolutely, Georgia needs that, that pass rush uh, you know, to be clicking. Thor, um, if you won the Duke's Mayo Bowl, would you accept a mayonnaise shower? Yes. I, I would jump into a mayonnaise pool like an Ace Ventura, you know, when he gets into the pool. You would you would really put mayo like you would sit there like Shane Bieber and get mayonnaise dumped on you. I'll tell you I'll tell you guys a story. I, I haven't told other people. Oh, I once won a pie eating competition. I went to this church group thing in, in, in Pittsburgh, like a, a thing where you had to go to like a different city and basically you just we we were rebuilding houses or like stuff like this. But during the the, the thing at night, they did a pie eating competition. They brought me to the front. Well, they had put mayo. They had filled oh, my pie with mayo. Oh, and, and the other no. person, the other, this is a true story. The other person got a true banana cream pie pie. I beat them. Oh, with my God, mayo Thor, you, I you beat animal. I ate the whole mayo pie before they finished oh. that banana cream pie. I swear oh to you. God, and I picked so up that tin afterwards, and I flung it like a Frisbee into the crowd. I was an animal back then. So, Thor, Thor, when did you realize, well, I imagine you realized it was mayonnaise after the first bite, correct? Were you tipped off that your pie was it sweet might have mayonnaise? had mayonnaise in it? Was it Miracle Whip? Like, I need to know how dedicated you were to this thing. Like Luke Fickle, I was I was more focused on the win than I was wow. the details and the journey leading up to the win. I I didn't taste anything, you know, up until when I threw that that thing. But then I seen the people. There was people standing behind us, and someone had a mayo sign behind me. It's like, well, heck, I, I won the thing anyhow. So, oh, so you didn't even know? Yeah, Thor, you. I are... didn't even know. I I wasn't even tasting that stuff. Are... They, they had it dressed up like a banana cream pie. I went through the whipped cream. I went through the bananas, and I went right into that mayo face first. 
Just ate the whole thing, sucked it up like a vacuum. Oh, my God. Thor, I'm not going to lie. My stomach has just done multiple backflips. Uh, let's talk some more football, I guess. Let me um, ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this about Bo Nix. Is he going to save yeah. Oregon? No, Bo Nix stinks. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I've been saying this. I've been saying Tristan was excited about Bo Nix. I was like, why? When you have Anthony he's not Brown. A good, he's not a good quarterback. When you have Anthony Brown, you just. He might be better than Anthony Brown, but that's not saying much. That's not saying it's much not. at all. I'm better than yeah. Anthony Brown. And I don't play college football, so that's that's not hard to do. Bo Nix is not a good quarterback. You guys need to be yeah. looking at some more. You should have tried to get Spencer going. Rattler up out of there at Oklahoma. I'm not saying that he's great, but. I don't know who's good anymore, honestly. It's definitely True. not Bo Nix. Um, Speaking of the Mayo bath, he's going to be the, yeah, their QB next year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thor, don't mention Mayo anymore, please. It's it's, it's doing something to my stomach. Right, we got, okay, Mayo Bowl. We got, some two, we got two more bowl games that we really haven't asked you about. We got this. Did we talk about Central Michigan, Washington State? Do you have any play in that game? And then also Arkansas, the Penn Sun State. The Sun Bowl, on, Arizona Bowl, we'll call it. And then also Arkansas, Penn State on New Year's Day at noon. I like the Chippewas, and I'll tell you why. Wazoo had a terrible run defense all season. Even in the games when they played well, they could not stop the run. Lou Nichols leads the nation in rushing yards per game and total rushing yards. I think Lou Nichols is going to run wild, and I think CMU is going to use him to control the clock. CMU's pass defense isn't good, so they also have a weakness on strengthening. But I just think because their running offense is so good, and then also the fact that you're getting the seven points, I, I'm certainly on CMU with the points, and I also have a little bit on the, of them on the money line as well. I'm just still thinking about the Mayo. I'm just still thinking about the Mayo. Uh, let me ask you about UCLA pulling out last minute. Uh, we've had a couple of people on. Uh, Mark Zinno from, where is he from? Sports Grid. Sports Grid. Sorry, I forget about all these places that people are at. He thinks that there's some shenanigans, but uh, UCLA voted on not playing due to COVID protocols, guys being out, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that there was um, any any ill, ill will or any uh, – you know, like shenanigans going on there where NC State really has a, a reason to be, like, severely aggrieved? Well, I'll I tell you what. Last year when uh, Clemson was was in Tallahassee and, and Florida State pulled out the day of the game and, and Dabo came out with his take about that, and, like, I was one of the only people that agreed with Dabo that it was like, this is this is pretty shady. Like, the, the protocols are what they are, and you're supposed to be – you know, you're supposed to tell them before this. Uh, and I, I got absolutely destroyed for coming out and agreeing with Dabo because apparently you're you're not allowed to do that or whatever. And, and in this case, it's tough because it's it's the same thing when you're watch, when we were watching that Tennessee-Purdue game and, and, and uh, Purdue was faking all those well, – I shouldn't – I'm sorry. When, when, when no, 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 no. They, they, they were. They were. Yeah. I, they were definitely faking injuries to, yes. to slow down Tennessee's tempo. It, it's the exact – same thing so you, you know it's like tough you don't want to individually go at a kid and be like oh he was faking that but like th- there was a couple times with, with the Purdue kit, kids where the defenders were looking over to the sidelines they point at the sideline yep. and someone would point back at them and then immediately the defender would fall, fall down like he'd been he, he'd been hit by someone you know in the upper deck or whatever so like it, it, in some of these instances it's not a conspiracy you can see it right in front of you so I w- w- with the UCLA thing I, I'm not going to say that's what it is I don't know enough about that to say but I will say that that last season when we had more of these cancellations there, there were shady circumstances like this where I don't think they were completely accounted for and I think they went beyond what the conferences and the teams had agreed to vis-a-vis the, pr- the protocols. Thor that's a TD is trending right now on Twitter if that's any consolation. Yeah that's indeed. a TD. Thor thank you for joining the show Big Dog. Uh, we have to get up out of here at Thorku on Twitter.